You're listening to Sermon Audio from Grace Community Church of Gresham, Oregon. For more information about service times and ways to follow us online, please go to gracecc.net. That's gracecc.net. And thanks for joining us. Uh, We're in Matthew, and uh, just to let you know, so I'm preaching, so you should uh, go to the website, and down there at the bottom is the notes. You can look at those. Uh, of course, you can also give up there. On That's the bottom of our website. And then if you're on the app, you'll see sermon notes there. Uh, there's quite a bit of stuff on the notes here today. Uh, and you can also find out there uh, how to do prayer, because we'll have prayer time after this live service. But at any point, you can send in prayer requests, and people here are praying for you regularly. And of course, there's a giving button and some other things there as well. This is Communion Sunday. So if you want to take a few minutes right now and prepare for communion, just go get some, some wine or some juice, some bread of some sort, and uh, you'll be ready for that. So we'll do that at the end of the sermon. Uh, we've been scurrying through the Sermon on the Mount. Faster than I like, but I mean, it's so much to ponder. We're at the end of chapter 6 today. And we've been working through it because we really want to look into this passage. So if you'll read with me here, Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to begin at verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For the eye of the lamp, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great that darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either you hate the one or love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and money, Jesus says. And my response is, but I can. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, reap, store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? But why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon, all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is God's word for us to ponder here this morning. And it's quite a ponder. It really is. 
because I think, how in the world, how in the world can you do this? How in the world can you do this? Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you eat. Don't drink about what you drink. But he does say each day has enough trouble of its own. And one of the guys here in our, car, our community, uh, you know Jay McKinney. Pray for Jay if you follow him on his website. I hope you do on the Facebook. Do not wait till you feel like it. Don't wait till you think you're ready. Don't wait for tomorrow. If you need a reason to contend for your health, start with the fact that you're alive. And this moose of a health coach. A lot of people have gotten into the contend. And Jay says, contend to me means choosing to move forward with every breath I'm given, regardless how small a step, and only by him and for his glory, Jay says. And if you're following, you know that Jay has been a, on this stage many times. He's here with his dad, John, back behind him. Father, son, worshiping together here on our stage. Strong worshiper. Different kind of worship now. This is a few days ago with his Aunt Lois. And that strong man is, can't really do much of anything right now. I texted him this morning and let him know that I was telling his story. And he said, thanks, because he wants to be known as a worshiper, even in difficult straits. Pastor Jay praying with worshiper Jay there. How do you put it together? How do you not worry about your life? How do you rest? Love this picture. These are all off his Facebook page or Instagram. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, Jay says. What you'll eat or drink about your body, what you'll wear, your heavenly Father knows you need them. How do you do that? How do you come to that? I haven't seen Jay physically in a long time. We text prayers back and forth. How do you do that? Well, the key's right here. It's where you focus your attention. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things. It's, it's take that anxiety energy and focus it. So what is kingdom? What is kingdom? We've talked about it, but just, it's a bit of a review, but it's an important review. Kingdom is the Lord's mission to rescue and renew his sin-marred creation. That's what God is doing right now. And you know, when Jay preached the Lord's prayer last week, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then you pray that prayer, thy kingdom come. That's not saying, okay, God, I give you permission. Your kingdom can come. That's not me sitting idly back and say, okay, God, bring it. That's me signing up to join the Lord Jesus Christ in this. To rescue and renew his sin-marred creation or my little piece of it and where I've influenced. That's the kingdom. So we talk about kingdom. It's Jesus establishing his rule and reign over all creation, defeating the human and angelic evil powers, generally by good, bringing order to all relationships. That's that righteousness. 
enacting justice, being worshipped as Lord. That's what we're doing. And we're doing kingdom work every day. And what Jesus is saying, focus your anxiety energy there. Put your concern there. His righteousness. Well, righteousness is living with all relationships as they should be. And you think about troubled relationships, well, what you do is put that energy into working in that relationship, which may well be me taking responsibility for my garbage that's kind of messed things up. And you say, it wasn't me. That's okay. Initiate with a humble attitude is what Jesus is saying. Be like him. Doing justice is working to accomplish this kind of righteousness. A kingdom, Jesus-centered, God-honoring, relationally healthy relationship that's doing good to all kinds of people. He says this, don't store up. And if you look at the word, it, it actually, the word it just means to treasure. So if we did this kind of literally, we'd say don't treasure for yourself treasures in heaven. Sorry, treasures on earth, that'd be wrong, yeah. Do not treasure for yourselves treasures on earth, but, verse 20, store up, there it is again, same word, so of course that's going to become treasure as well. Don't treasure for yourselves treasures on earth, but treasure for yourself treasures in heaven. See, it's, it's where you put your worry, where you put your concern for where your treasure is, where your heart desire is. Don't treasure Well, what kind of stuff do you not treasure? Well, the earth stuff is me now. Heaven, well, that's Jesus now and forever. That's kingdom life now and forever. Treasure there, he's saying. It's righteous life, building relationships, building justice, building Jesus-centered life now and forever not me now. So don't treasure me now stuff is what he's saying. The eyes of the lamp of your body, if your eyes are healthy, well, that is a righteous or single-focused or integrity type thing. Your whole body full of light, but if your eyes are unhealthy, well, that's unrighteous. That's evil. That's full of guile. That's focused on me, not somebody else. It's not loving my neighbor, it's loving me and my neighbor as my servant. That would be unhealthy. So healthy is generous. Old Testament was a tithe, New Testament is give everything, give yourself. Generous versus greedy, focused on acquiring for myself. See, the attitude is there. This is how you get past worries, do this kind of stuff. Don't treasure, don't long for, No one can serve, and that word is really a worship word. And worship, well, that's where you give and get worth. See, what you worship is where you give worth and where you get worth. And what he's saying is if you worship money, that's a greedy kind of thing. Don't long for. Don't worship. Don't worry about your life. What you eat, drink. Don't treasure, long for, worship, worry about. 
Do not worry. Do not run after. I mean, he just puts all kinds of words there to make the point. And the point is this. Who can forget? Who can forget? Fires. Can you imagine being down here and looking at the fire coming over the hill? What would you think? What would you feel? Yeah, the firefighters are there doing an incredible, incredible job. What do you feel as the fire is coming toward your stuff? As it moves in and consumes. This happened. I mean, I don't know whose house this is, but I know Don and Grace Schofield lost a house where we've done elder retreats. Beautiful home. I look at this couple, no idea who they are, standing where their home was. Where's your treasure? I think the treasure is in each other. There's a sadness of losing. Oh, absolutely. Where's your treasure? Where you give and get worth? I just can't even imagine what this would be like can't even imagine. Where's your treasure? Because see what Jesus is saying here is don't treasure long for worship, worry about run after what things that fire ruins. Don't treasure long for run after things that thieves steal. Because it's going to happen. Now it may not happen to you. We've lost stuff in fires. We've never lost major stuff in fires. We've lost stuff to thieves. He says, don't worry about the, what you eat. Don't worry about what you wear. Now, that's not saying don't wear stuff. Where's your treasure? Where's your value coming from? Where's your, I can't do without it. I want to give my best to it, is what he's talking about here. What is worry? What is worry? Well, I think of pictures of worry. It's that driving concern that you just can't get your head out of it. You just can't get your mind to let it alone. Worry. What is worry? Love looks forward. That's what we're doing when we love the kingdom, when we love righteousness. Hate looks back. Worry. Anxiety has eyes all over its head because it's always looking over your shoulder wondering what's going to come next, big known McLaughlin. See, and that's anxiety is making big things out of small things. Do you like this worry picture? (laughs) Of course I do. I wish this was my kid. Actually, today, she asked what the one word is. Today, it'd probably grandfather because Elizabeth turned 13 today. And I wish we were back in Kansas City celebrating with her. Hopefully we'll be back for Thanksgiving and do that. But, oh, my, look at that worry. Ooh, baby. So make the like of it. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. See, and that's not what Jesus is saying. This is not what Jesus is saying. It's not what Jesus is saying. He doesn't tell you have no concern. He's saying don't treasure so when I think about worry, there's a levels of concern, to fret, to worry, to anxious, to dread. 
And see, when you let your mind dwell in the worry thing, Jesus is saying, it goes up the scale. When you put your energy into righteousness and kingdom stuff, then what that does is it brings it back down and you're concerned about your food, you're concerned about your clothes, you're concerned about your house, but you're not getting your value from it. See, and that's the difference in what he's saying. Look at the birds of the air. I like birds. We've got a bird feeder right outside our kitchen window where I can see them all the time. Love birds. And he says, look at the birds. Yeah. So he says, worry like a bird. Worry like a bird. Okay. So what does a bird worry about? Snow? Hmm, apparently not. Climate change? Will seeds come? Don't think so. But see, a bird can't just stand there with its beak open waiting for a seed to fall into it. Worry, worry like a bird doesn't mean idle. It doesn't mean irresponsible. It means you've got to go get some seeds. You've got to look for them. You've got to look around. What does a bird worry about? What does a bird <laughs> worry about? about. Can you fill in the blank? <laughs> what does a bird worry about? Tell your friends you're sitting there in your living room or the folk that are upstairs, stop and tell somebody. Tell Joby, tell Matt, tell Arliss. What are you worrying about? What do birds worry about? <laughs> well, cats, of course. Cats, of course. Should a bird worry about a cat? Absolutely you should worry about a cat. But you don't worry about whether there's going to be seeds out of the plants, whether climate change, they just, you just don't worry about those kinds of things because that's not something you can control. We do worry about those real dangers, for sure. There's concern there. Worry like Jesus. And when I think about Jesus, my mind goes to the garden. He knows what's coming. He's told his disciples. He takes them with him. Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and two of his sons Zebedee, that's James and John, along with him. He began to become sorrowful concern. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He said, my soul is overwhelmed to the point of sorrow, to the point of death. He knows what's coming. It's heavy on his heart. So what do you do? You give your feelings. You share them with your father and your friends. See, instead of letting it in here and absorb you, you bring it to Jesus. You bring it to God. You bring it with your friends. He says, stay here and keep watch with me. What is he saying? He's saying, pray. <laughs> He's saying, pray with friends. It's anxiety, when it goes bad, isolates you. Prayer communions you, which we'll do communion here in just a bit. Pray with friends. What else does he do? Going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. What's he doing? He's giving his desires his father and his friends. 
give your feelings with your friends, give your desires, yet not as I will, but as you will, give your trust to God and responsible friends. In this case, it's God. See, this is Jesus' attitude. This is how you worry like Jesus. Living a worry-free life. This is me a few years ago. That little spot there on above my eyebrow. Melanoma. That was five years ago. I'll never forget the day when I got the telephone call from the dermatologist who used that word, melanoma, aggressive cancer, it kills people. There's no chemo for it, there's no control for it. Surgery is the only thing they can do. And she said, we'll have to refer you for surgery to a surgeon. What do you do? What does it mean in that context for me? This is very personal. I mean, I look at Jay's story, I look at others, but this was me. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. And I'm thinking, I got a lot of responsibilities. I mean, in one sense, I'm ready to go see Jesus for sure. But in another sense, some lessons I learned from this, and I'll share them with you. First of all, when you go to the past, look for lessons, not regrets. See, it's very, very, very easy for me to say, as I looked at that mole there on the side of my head that had been there a long time, you idiot, why didn't you keep that doctor's appointment or why didn't you make one? It had been very easy to go back and just shred myself because I'm pretty good at that. No, no, look for lessons. <laughs> now I keep my annual appointment with the dermatologist. I do my exercises. I, you know, get lessons. I watch my skin. So does Sherry. Go to the future with a plan built from what you know. See, it's, Jesus is not saying don't plan. He's not saying don't take any thought for tomorrow. He's saying don't bring today's troubles into tomorrow. More to the point, bring tomorrow's troubles into today. Go to the future with a plan built from what you do know. And at this point, from melanoma, far as we can tell, body scan, there's no cancer in my body. But I don't know that. I know that nothing takes melanoma away, so I go ahead with that. I've got my will in place. I've got my plans in place. I've talked to my kids about what would happen if I were to die. I'm not expecting to. I don't worry about it. But there's a plan in place. That's what you do when you worry like Jesus. Another point that's important, Satan lives in the what ifs. And I know when that melanoma diagnosis came that my head immediately went to some really bad spots. Oh my gosh, what if? I've got a one of my non-bio daughters, well my adopted daughter too, haunted by death. Oh my gosh, what's going to do to them? And my head went there in a really bad way, like really quick. And my immediate response, well, I just won't tell them. See, and that's, that's, that's wrong. That's, 
Satan lives out there in the what ifs. You make plans, but the what ifs are full of dread and anxiety. You never, it seems like, take Jesus into the what ifs, but boy, does Satan live there. And he wants to read you death, disease, despair. Don't go to the what ifs. Reject the temptation to live there. Now you can do that, but what you do is you focus your worry, take that energy and put it into kingdom stuff. See, Jesus lives in the present and he calls us to live in the present powerfully. And my commitment at that point, and I think the commitment of this passage, is to look for the glimmers of his grace in dark places. I find it's really easy to miss Jesus in the present. Really easy. And see, that's part of the commitment Jesus is asking is seek, long for, worship, run after Jesus and his kingdom stuff. It's there but it's easy to miss. Take the anxiety energy and invest it. After I got the melanoma diagnosis, after the first surgery that had moved into a lymph node, now it's, it's moved and it's much more dangerous. I emailed my non-bio son-in-law, told him we need to talk that night, and Sherry and I talked to them and I just use that energy to first tell them, tell my daughter, but then the energy to be dad to her. See, and that energy could have gone into that dark place I put into Jesus and doing righteousness, kingdom stuff. That's what we're talking about here. Do you live life worry-free? See, and... I think Jesus' answer is no. No. No, you do not live your life worry-free. The thing is, where do you invest your concerns? I think it's much better. You live life with concerns, with getting kingdom things. You invest your running after in doing kingdom things in God's way. I think that's what he's saying. Worship team, do you want to come up here? We're going to do some communion just a bit because what we're thinking about here is to worry like a bird, not inactively, not passively, not irresponsibly. Go look for those seeds and watch for cats. What does that mean? Well, it means absolutely we're, we're concerned with food and clothing, but we don't worship it and we watch for threats because they're real. Worry like Jesus. Give your feelings, your fellowship, your desires to your Father, believing that He cares, believing that He is a giving Father. And then you do communion together. If you've got your communion elements, if you don't, just push pause right now and you can get them. At that Last Supper, Jesus took bread there at the Passover Supper, and he took that bread there, and he broke it and gave it to them, and he said, this is my body given for you. 
This is my body given for you. Take, eat in remembrance of me. Let's eat together. Lord, here in front of these people, my friends, in their living rooms, in the room upstairs, here on stage, in the tech room, I just commit again to living for your body, treasuring that. Later in the Passover, he took this third cup, the third cup of redemption, and he took that and said, this is the wine of the new covenant. This is the blood of the new covenant, representing the blood that he would share for forgiveness and cleansing, but also representing the power of the Holy Spirit, that new covenant blessing. And he said, take this, eat it, drink it. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this with commitment to live for his kingdom and his righteousness. Let's drink together. Amen. Jacob put this up on the social media feed this week. Let nothing disturb you, St. Teresa of Avila said. Nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God is unchanging. Patience gains all Nothing is lacking to those who have God. God alone is sufficient. Let's sing that. God is good. And it's sometimes hard to see, but it's true. I think about this passage we've been focusing on here. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you as well. What do you treasure? What do you long for? Where are your worth coming from? I hope it's righteousness. I hope you know Jesus as Savior. Some of you watching here may not know him yet. You may still be seeking. We'd love to help you find something is worth everything. Because when you're seeking stuff, it won't satisfy. It really won't. When you seek kingdom and give yourself to it, I can say as an old man, it's satisfying. Now and forever, we'd love to talk to you about Jesus. For those who know Jesus, whether you're watching this live or if you're watching this later as a recording, I just ask you right now, go to the prayer thing, put a prayer in there or ask for prayer that we can help you do better in seeking Jesus and his righteousness. In all these things, we want to be disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that you have loved us so much that you give, 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 give. We just speak rejection to the devil who says it's not enough. Jesus, thank you for dying for us, for forgiveness. Thank you for rising to bring us life. Thank you for pouring out the Holy Spirit to give unity, power, and cleansing and we receive those things. We speak rejection to Satan that says that it doesn't matter. 
It does. You can't do anything. We can. Give us the vision to see what we can do in the small things of life that make big changes because you're doing good in the name of Jesus. And I pray this for everyone who's watching this, and I pray it for our community as well, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Go change the world. Thank you for joining us for Sermon Audio from Grace Community Church here in Gresham, Oregon. For more information about service times and ways to follow us online, please go to gracecc.net. That's gracecc.net.